Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, and welcome to the BBC Good Food Cook Smart podcast. I'm your host, Malika Basu food writer and cookbook author with a passion for clever and efficient home cooking. I'll be speaking to experts in the know with their tips, tricks and advice to make us smarter and better in the kitchen. Joining me today are two exceptional talents who can help us be more efficient in the kitchen. Now, I'm one of those well-intended meal planners. I have a magnetic meal planner on my fridge and use a combination of supreme efficiency and last-minute panic slash inventiveness to make the most of ingredients. We have here Cassie Best from Team BBC Good Food, who is also known as Mrs. Meal Planner. <laughs> is that right, Cassie? I guess to some, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and also Dr. Chintal Patel, who is an NHS GP, a food writer with a young family of her own. Welcome, Cassie and Chintal. Hello. Hi. Now, um, I'd love to talk a little bit about the fact that there really isn't a one-size-fits-all approach, is there? And Cassie, let's start with you, because you're you're here to tell us that meal planning is, in fact, possible. <laughs> I think meal planning is the way forward. I know for me personally, it just alleviates a lot of stress around cooking dinner, Um you know, and those last minute kind of rummages are in, around the fridge trying to find something to put together and get dinner on the table. Um, so for me, meal planning, it has lots of benefits. It makes me feel calm and, you know, de-stresses the week ahead. But also it helps to prevent food waste. Um, I used to waste quite a lot of food I found, in, you know, throughout the week. I would do a shop and then cook lovely meals, but because I hadn't planned very well, um, I'd, end up, I'd end up wasting a lot of food by the end of the week. So I think meal planning is a really, really great way to reduce that waste. So that's um, another reason why I love meal planning. Uh, 
And I think it helps also to be a bit more adventurous with food. I find that if I am just kind of cooking off the cuff and throwing things together, you can create really interesting things. But quite often, I want something quick and I'll resort to well-known recipes or things that I've cooked time and time again. So meal planning gives us that opportunity to introduce new recipes into our diet, you know, flick through books and magazines and um, turn the corners over on things that you want to try and incorporate that into a meal plan. So that's another reason I really love love meal planning. It sounds great to me. So what is the secret to a great meal plan then? Like what, what have you got, what, what do you have to have on a great meal plan, would you say? So I would say the secret is flexibility because I find that if if my meal plan is too strict and I try and stick to it, something will happen, something will come up. You know, the kids have eaten and they're not hungry or um, we're, we just fancy getting a takeaway or whatever it is things change in life. And so I think flexibility is really key. Um, so I will write myself a meal plan. I, I tend to start a meal plan on a Sunday if I can. So I'll have a shop arrive on a Sunday and then I'll do a bit of batch cooking and a bit of prepping for the week ahead. Um, maybe make a roast and then use those leftovers for a meal the next day. So I think starting on a, a Sunday is a really good um, tip. And most people would maybe be inclined to start on the Monday, but just moving it to the Sunday really helps. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, the flexibility. So I'll write myself a rough plan. I don't have the magnetic planner on the fridge or any of that fancy stuff. I just have a notebook and I'll just jot down a few things that I want to cook that week. Um, and I'll incorporate into that plan a few meals from the freezer, something that I've batch cooked ahead, um, and maybe a flexible day where, you know, we might get a takeaway or we might just have a rummage in the fridge. So I always incorporate a couple of those things because I think if you're too rigid with your meal plan and, you know, you try and have a meal plan for every day, that's when I sometimes slip up. So having a bit of flexibility is really great. And then you can move things around as well. If, you know, one night you have less time than you'd expected, you can move one of your quick and easy meals forward in the week or, um, you know, move things around to suit your diary. This is all music to my ears and Chintil's nodding so hard. I, I feel like we must ask her what she thinks as well. Uh, Chintil, uh, I'm going to ask you, so there is hope for the rest of us, yes? <laughs> Who are not very good at this at all. And in fact, Cassie, I, I think your your advice is enormously relaxed and approachable. I mean, it's something I could potentially take on. What are your thoughts, Chintil, on piecing meals together and being efficient in the kitchen? So absolutely. I mean, I I think, you know, I always have really good intentions to meal plan and I start, um, I have my weekly grocery delivery arrive at the weekend too. Um, and I start that week with, you know, plans to have certain meals on certain days and, and but, you know, something as a working mum, something always happens. Um, you know, I'll have to kind of kids will lose their pee kits and I have to go out and pop to shops and something has to change. So I always think it's important to have kind of basic ingredients and a basic contingency plan so that you can still whip up something with whatever you happen to have ordered for that week. Um, so I tend to um, approach it with that kind of don't stress attitude mm. as well that Cassie mentioned and have backup ingredients. So um, quite often my, my cupboards will be stocked with things like um, tins of pulses, tomatoes, um, vegetables, freezer would be stocked with a certain number of vegetables, things that I can use to quickly throw together a meal if my meal plan doesn't go to plan. And then as well as um, you mentioned sort of batch cooking and preparing in advance, I'll often have sauces or things that I've prepared in advance. So I take a very much kind of cook once, 
eat twice approach to everything that I cook. So if I make a curry, I might make the base for a sauce for enough for two portions and I will freeze one portion. I'll keep one for, for use that day. So then when I have one of these moments where my meal plan hasn't gone to plan, I've got something in the freezer that I can just whip out. That that all sounds enormously sensible. I mean, frozen spinach is a great one, isn't it? Uh, the medic approves. I can see her again, once again, nodding very happily. Well, frozen vegetables are brilliant because actually they're really nutritious and they're picked and frozen very quickly. So they retain a lot of their nutrients. So I have a selection of at least, you know, five to ten frozen vegetables in my freezer always as something that I can add to meals, to mix and match to meals, to, to add variety. And I can definitely um, align with that. And it, it's such a, it's a no-brainer, isn't it, really? What about recipes? Are there some recipes, um, Cassie, coming back to you, and Chintal, I'd love your thoughts on this as well, that almost form the backstop of when things don't quite go to plan? You know, the, there's certain things you almost reach out for, don't they? Because they use, you said curry, Chintal, for instance. You know, stir-fries are another great one. Are there some other recipes like that that you reach out for? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of things I can grab from the freezer, I think things like um, a ragu base is really useful because then you can um, multi-meal, you know, you can make one base and turn it into lots of different meals. You could make a shepherd's pie or, you know, stir it through some pasta, spice it up a bit and make a chili um, or have it in a jacket potato. There's so many different ways that you can go with you know, a base um, sauce like a ragu and same for like a nice tomato-based sauce, um, something that, you, again, you can stir through some pasta and add some protein with some prawns or halloumi um, spread over a pizza. Um, and then you've got things like stews, again, a really simple beef stew, say, you know, you can turn that into a delicious pie. You can stir that through some pappardelle. Um, there's endless ways that you can go with those with those really like classic, simple base sauces and stews. So I like Chintel says, if I'm cooking something like that, I'll always try and double up on the quantity, stash half in the freezer. And that makes for such a quick meal midweek, but it feels like something, you know, you've put love into. Um, so those kind of things are invaluable and I think so worthwhile having in the freezer. Um, and then, yeah, we always have things that we fall back on, like the stir fries. I try and keep the plan quite... Um, most of the recipes are quite basic recipes, quite familiar recipes to my family. So things like fish pie or fish cakes, um, a stir fry, maybe a soup on a Monday if we've had a roast on, on the Sunday. But then you can change those things. You can add spices, you can mix th things up and, you know, take them in different directions to make it a bit more interesting. What about you, Jindal? Anything to add to that? I think my backup meal is always reaching for my tins and my spices and whipping up a quick curry. Um, so I will always have tins of pulses, chickpeas, guinea beans and tomatoes in the cupboard. And my spice drawer is always full. So I, can, I would usually whip up some kind of curry um, using a mix of those. A curry and spices, honestly, they're just there, aren't they? They're like the saviour and you cannot go wrong if you have a cupboard full of spices. I may be slightly biased, though, on that front, to be fair. <laughs> um, talking about getting nutrition in, so we talked about mix and match recipes, which I think are great for meal plans because, you know, you can max out something that you've cooked. Um, mix and match and ways to get nutrition in as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So is it OK to pre-cut vegetables, for instance? 
Absolutely. I, I, um, so I usually get a food delivery like Cassie at the weekend and I prepare, I definitely wash all my vegetables the day it comes in and prepare it in the fridge. Um, and I will prepare and pre-cut usually most of those vegetables that I'm planning to use for the next few days. Um, and whilst it's, you know, great to be able to use fresh vegetables every single day, it's not always practical when you come home from a busy day of work. And it's also quite daunting if you have to start a recipe from scratch and prepare everything from scratch. So when I come home and if I've got fridge full of washed, prepped, wow. maybe cut vegetables, it makes my life so much easier during the rest of the Do you want to come to my house sometime? <laughs> be it's, actually, it's actually become a habit and it, it saves time, actually, because spending an hour doing that on a Saturday or a Sunday means that I've saved, you know, hours during the week actually because it's all if you do it all together it's so much quicker I get the family involved and I think I've just always grown up doing that we um we lived in in Hampshire and we didn't always have access to getting Indian vegetables for example so at the weekend we would go shopping into London to buy kind of okra and things that weren't available where we lived um and we all sat down as a family and prepped that actually and I remember once a month my my sister and I hated it but my mum would make us prep garlic and ginger for all the curries oh, for the yes. month ahead and we would like literally our hands would be smelling of garlic and ginger but you know we had to prepare it all she would grind it all and then it would go into the freezer so she could use it for the rest of the week um, and I guess these are little tips and tricks because I, I grew up the daughter of greengrocers so we had to kind of use whatever vegetables were going off that day came home and that's what we had to use in our cooking so I guess I've kind of adopted some of that in my way of cooking. I absolutely love that. And I think you'll find my children might um, might relate to the chopping of garlic and ginger. <laughs> I hope they're not listening at any rate. Too. Um, I love this idea also of the starting, the start day. So I have a use-up day. And Sunday is usually my use-up day before the food arrives for the next week. And so that'll be my day. I just look at what's gone wrong with my meal plan or what's sitting around and needs to be used up. Um, do you have something like that, Chintal, in place as well? Like just with the shop or? I tend to. So I know when my food delivery is arriving, I've got a finite amount of space in my fridge. So I need to clear out a lot of it. And I really hate food waste in any way. So I'm going to use that up. So either I will use it and for example, a curry is a really quick and easy way of, of mixing it up. But um, I might uh, chop up vegetables and mix them into a frittata or roast the vegetables to use in a salad or to mix into a meal the next day. Um, but if I'm not able to use it, I just freeze it. So it's already prepped and ready and I just pop it into the freezer for use another day rather than waste it. Life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! 
Uh, that that's a great idea. The, I guess the the challenge then becomes Cassie making sure you remember what's in the freezer and take it out, which um, we will discuss at great length separately. Um, how do you then cater for different diets and preferences as well? Because my challenge with meal plans is, you know, it's me and two kids, and they have different dietary requirements. One's a vegetarian, one is lactose intolerant, and you know just. Thinking about all of that is yet another consideration, isn't it? Yeah, and it's tough. I mean, we have the same uh, problem in our house. My We have allergies in our house, mm. and my husband and my daughter have allergies that we have to consider different allergies as well just to make things harder um so going back to those kind of base recipes is really handy i think you know if you do have a ragu in the freezer or a basic tomato sauce then you're cutting out like half of the prep and cook time from a recipe the base is already there and then you can adapt that to however you know you need to if, if you're making a pizza you've got the base sauce there you can add a dairy-free cheese to one pizza and a mozzarella to the other pizza. Or, you know, there's so many different ways that you can take those multi-meal bases um, and adapt them to different tastes and just cook versatile things. And having those versatile base recipes in the freezer, I think, is really, really helpful when you're rushing midweek and you want to get something in the table. Mm-mm-mm. That makes sense. The base tomato sauce is a great one, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because it's so flexible as well. I mean, any thoughts, Chintalia? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a question I get asked quite a lot in clinic, actually, with with um, patients approaching me talking about children who are perhaps fussy with eating as well as having allergies and, and having people different preferences across family. Um, and I've got this approach, which I call pick and mix meals. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I it works really well for us as a family. It works quite well for a lot of my patients. Um, and the concept is really simple. It's basically breaking down the elements of your meal into its separate kind of constituents because quite often children don't like to, might not like things when they're mixed together into a particular recipe. But actually, if you separate them out, they're quite open to trying things. Um, and so I have, for example, um, a pick and mix breakfast that we do sometimes on a Sunday. So you've got the scrambled eggs, which are usually prepared by my children. And then we will have additions to that pick and mix that we can add. So there'll be some smoked salmon on the side, maybe some roast peppers, maybe some sauteed spinach, some sprinkles, so that they're exposed constantly to all these different things that they can try and incorporate. It means I still get to have a mix of things that I want to eat because I don't want to necessarily eat something that's plain. And hopefully by you know, my children seeing me, they can mirror that. They might be tempted Ooh. to try things, that constant exposure to all these different things. Hopefully, that will encourage them to to increase the, their variety. And, I love and that. I think there's something really giving them a bit of choice So they and they're watching you enjoy different things as well. I, yeah. I really love that. I think giving them that autonomy is actually quite important because actually I find when I say to my children have this it's always met with resistance whereas if it's you know how what do you think about and and kind of you know you can control that autonomy as well it can be a choice of two things as opposed to tell me what you want to eat is you know would you like pasta tonight or would you like a chickpea curry that kind of giving them that feeling of being involved Gosh, you're very nice, Chintal. You're a great <laughs> mom. Can I just pop that in the mix? I mean, I genuinely hope my children are not listening to this. Um, <laughs> it's not always smooth sailing. <laughs> 
The um, it's an interesting point about the younger ones in the family. Is you know you sort of have to get them involved in efficient meal planning, isn't there? Would you, Cassie? Would you advise asking them what they'd like to eat when you're writing a meal plan for the week? Look at you. You've got a bit paler. Oh, I hate to think what the answer would be <laughs> I if know. I gave them too many options. I think. Um, like Chinta said, maybe giving a couple of options is a really good way to go because then you, to a certain degree, are still controlling the you know the options and what is being presented to them, but they still feel like they have a say in what they're eating and they're contributing something towards the family meal. So I love I love that approach, um, and yeah, I think if I gave them the option of anything, then it would be spaghetti with ice cream and sprinkles for dinner most nights. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, um, but definitely getting them to be involved in the planning is a really good idea. And, you know, it goes for their school dinners as well. When they're picking school dinners, we have a menu for school and we look at it together and say, what would you like to pick this week? And so bringing that into the home environment is a really nice thing to do and something that they're actually already used to That's with their so school meals. True. I hadn't thought about that. Of course, they are effectively meal planning at school, aren't they? Um, and I wonder if meal planning, because we've talked about the whole family uh, relevance of a meal plan, but if you're living in a shared household, you know, if you're flatmates, could you not pull in and get cleverer and smarter about using ingredients and meal planning there too? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, cooking for one um, has its um, restrictions sometimes and it can be quite tricky to cook for one. So if you can pull in with other people, you can definitely save a bit of money cooking that way, doing a bit of batch cooking, combining your resources and cooking bigger meals that you can split across groups of people is a really good way to go. And the other thing is that we haven't really mentioned is, you know, meal planning can feed into lunchtime as well, which is really great. So if you are cooking for one, you can still scale the recipes up, save some, not just for the freezer, but maybe you can turn it into something slightly different for for a lunch the next day. I mean, I know if I haven't got a meal, uh, a lunch planned to take into work with me, then I'll often just resort to picking something up on the way and it costs a lot of money. So if I've brought something in with me that I've pre-prepared, not only does it save me money, prevents waste in the fridge and, you know, it tastes really nice. So that's a great way to go as well. Absolutely. I agree. I'm, I'm, I make lunchboxes actually for myself and my husband. Um, and, you know, just, it's just a brilliant way of ensuring that you don't have waste at food because I try and increase the variety that I expose the kids to at dinner. I'd hate for some of that food to be wasted when they say no, which they often do. It's not all plain sailing. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of that would be incorporated into lunchboxes the next day. Mm-hmm. And I think when you mentioned sharing resources, you know, things like spices, for example, which you use only a very tiny amount of in cooking, if you're able to share that with flatmates, then you can have have a much wider range of oh, options, that. couldn't you? You really could, couldn't you? And why would you want four jars of cumin lying yeah, around exactly. in the same shared kitchen space? It makes no sense whatsoever. Four That's different a, spices instead, of couldn't course, you? Really a variety. Could. I love that. And as a, um, it's interesting what you say about solo households. I'm on my own half the week, and you know, I I'm terrible at meal planning when I'm on my own. So when the kids are around, it's all fairly regimented, and then everything falls apart when I'm on my own and I'm like a proper fly by the seat of your pants, picking up whoopsies, you know, just everything falls apart. But actually, you it is possible to meal plan even for one person. You can be efficient, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. And just going back to, you know, making the base of a recipe, even if you're making a big batch of 
a grain salad, say, at the start of the week, some quinoa and bulgur wheat, and you just have a bowl of that in the fridge. And then every day, you know, you spoon a, a bit into a, a container and you can top it with different things every day. That's a very kind of loose approach to meal planning. But even those simple steps, just having that kind of base carbohydrate or protein in the fridge that you can combine and make a quick lunch or a quick dinner, I think is really helpful. Um, so it's all about planning and prepping and getting ahead. It doesn't always have to be the whole meal, but maybe an element of the meal, you know, like we talked about chopping the vegetables or chopping the ingredients. Um, having those components ready waiting in the fridge for you is really helpful, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's easy. Um, there's definitely a WhatsApp doc joke in here at some point, Chintal, but it's easy to just run a bit wild, isn't it, when you're on? Do you ever see that in your clinics? Do people come in and, you know, talk to you about their nutrition, solo eating, that sort of thing? I can see, I guess for me, I've always kind of had that, that been, you know, thinking from a personal point of view, from a family point of view. But I, I see a lot with my elderly patients actually who live alone and they sometimes struggle to cook healthy meals for themselves and they find themselves kind of perhaps not cooking or making a sandwich or something um, and they quite often there are a lot of um, kind of local groups that they can join and mm. attend um, so lunchtime groups where they can go and have a hot meal together um, which are you know very cost effective I'm especially pleased to hear that there shouldn't be any guilt involved when meal plans go wrong, Cassie. Yeah, so what happens? Because there are, there are lots of us with the very best of intentions. I want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no guilt involved in meal planning at all. I think th- the whole point of meal planning is to make you feel maybe, you know, a little bit prepared for the week. It, it certainly helps me to just feel a little bit organised Um But it's not the end of the world if it all falls by the wayside and you don't stick to your meal plan. Um, And, you know, we've all got busy lives, different things happen, and sometimes you have to drop your plans or you just can't be bothered, frankly. You know, some nights you just feel like, I can't be bothered to cook that tonight. I just want some cheese on toast. And that is absolutely fine. I think we should, you know, be listening to our bodies and sometimes you don't fancy what you had planned for that night. So... Going back to the point about flexibility, I think that is how I make meal plans work for me and my family. Um, Just being able to swap things in and out and just knowing that I've got a few things planned in the back of my mind. And if I manage to make them, that's great. If not, it's not the end of the world. There's food in the fridge and we can make something else that's maybe a bit easier or quicker. Mm. Um, But for me, the, the... the whole point of the meal plan is just to feel a little bit more organised um, and, like I said earlier, prevent waste and try and push the boat out and try some different things. So I don't think there should be any guilt involved at all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And no guilt for you, Gentle, with with regards to getting meals out? Because you do have a stable of recipes you can just get out anyway, can't you? I do. But at the same time, you know, I think... Like Cassie said, you've got to be really open to it. And I think especially when I view meals and nutrition for our, for our family as a, uh, as a whole, I view it across the week. And so it's, you know, there's always going to be days where I've literally just made pasta pesto and there isn't much more, you know, or, or there's a very beige day where there isn't much of what maybe people consider nutrition on the plate. But actually, if you view your nutrition across the week and ensure that you've got a balance of different recipes during the course of that week, actually, you can, you know, it's okay to have days where you, you, 
You very call it feral, basically. <laughs> yes, everything just falls apart. Um, part of that has to be making sure you know what's in your fridge and freezer because, you know, batch cooking, all of that stuff is great. But the reality is you lose track very quickly, don't you, of what's in your store cupboard, what's in your fridge, your freezer. So presumably one of the fundamentals of good and efficient meal planning is actually just taking a little bit of care and putting a bit of attention into what exists and how you can put it to use. Is that pretty obvious? Just just being a little bit organized about maybe where you might section, compartmentalize things. Maybe I'm a bit too organized in my kitchen. I really want to see your fridge. I need to have <laughs> my, a look at this fridge. My freezer, <laughs> my freezer is separated. So there is a drawer of ready prepared meals, for example. So things that I've batch cooked are in one section. All the vegetables are in one section. That, blew, that just blew oh my gosh, mind. Sorry, I'm just going to stop, really stop this now. <laughs> but if you just have a little bit of organization, perhaps not to the same, <laughs> but, you know, you can quite easily find things then. To, See, I'm now prepare. tempted as a starting point of uh, efficient, being a more efficient meal planner is to go and reorganize all my cupboards. That would be a good place to start, wouldn't it? Clear out the cupboards. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the points of meal planning is that you only buy what you need as well. So really, mm. you shouldn't have loads of other stuff in your fridge. If you've got a meal plan, you've got the ingredients mm. for those meals, um, then there's no need to buy loads of other stuff. You know, we'll always have condiments and milk and other bits and pieces in the fridge but it helps to keep the clear the fridge quite clear because you don't end up buying lots of random ingredients that you won't use so that's a that's a definitely a pro to to meal planning as well I think that is such a good point actually you can actually save yourself more hassle in the long term if you can just be a bit more I'm guessing you just have to be a little bit more efficient not super you know super efficient straight away <laughs> <laughs> this is, you're selling it to me I'm quite impressed with this uh, let's um, let's talk about last minute treats uh, and again, I know lots of us just, we cave, everyone fancies a sweet treat. And I have to tell you, Chintal, we've been loving your mug cakes recently at home. And you had one with peanut butter and flour, which has been made four times already this week. Oh, I love that. So they, they, we, may, that. we may have a slight sugar problem in the household. <laughs> but, um, but there are, you know, those are store cupboard ready ingredients. There's always room for things like that, isn't there? Do you find they're quite popular with your recipes? Yeah, I mean, I do have a bit of a sweet tooth, um, but when when I do, I try to make it a little bit healthy. So, um, you know, it's all about balance, isn't it? And um, there's probably three ingredients that I always have in my cupboard and that can you can make sweet treats from, and that's peanut butter, oats, and dark chocolate. And the three of those, you can make cookies, you can make oat balls, you can make snack bars. They can be baked, it can be unbaked, so you can have it really instantly if you want to. You've got banana and <laughs> in the uh, fruit bowl, you can add to that and you can have a cake really quickly with just those simple ingredients. So if I had to say three ingredients that you need to make a quick and easy sweet treat, those are the three. I love it. Any other, I absolutely love that. Any other tips or advice for sort of last minute excitement, Cassie, on meal plans? What would you suggest? Yeah, we also love a mug cake. Um, I think pancakes are great mm. as well. I mean, my kids would eat pancakes all day long if it was up to them. And, you know, pancakes is the best kind of store cupboard recipe you can find really. And so versatile, you can top them with all sorts of different things that you can find in the cupboard. Um, any fruit that you've got in the fruit bowl. So, yeah, pancakes is definitely a popular last minute kind of sweet treat recipe in our house. Definitely. 
That sounds fab. And um, yesterday I made an apple tart, you know, with the sort of, I had little bits of pastry lying around. So I just popped some apples and some cinnamon. I'm really not a baker. Don't look at me with so much interest. Um, <laughs> sugar and cinnamon and just popped it in the oven for 20 minutes. And it was a great, you know, easy snack. Cinnamon, obviously good with sugar, uh, gentle. So um, so that sounds, so we're allowed to veer from the, from the plan and have a bit of excitement as well with sweet treats and desserts. Yeah, I don't tend to plan the sweet treats. I think we, yeah, we always have a few things in the cupboard which we can whip up some sweet treats with. So that, yeah, that's just as and when we want them. They're on hand. <laughs> Fantastic. Any parting thoughts on how to be a more efficient meal planner? Have we left any tips out? Is there anything else you'd like to add? I think just give it a go and try not to be you know, don't get stressed out about meal planning. If you've got five minutes to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen, that's all you need to jot down a plan for the week. It doesn't need to be any more complicated or involved than that. And you might just find that you enjoy it. I mean, I really enjoy thinking about what I'm going to eat for the rest of the week. Um, and you will definitely save money. You'll definitely feel a little bit less stressed going into a busy week when you know that you've got some food ready to go in the fridge. Um, and you might just try some new recipes as well. So yeah, just give it a go. If you haven't meal planned before, I would say give it a go and don't stress about it. Convinced, Chintal? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think definitely, you know, having some kind of structure is really important. Um, and like Cassie said, you know, having that flexibility to to go with the flow as well at the same time when, when things don't go quite perfectly to plan. Um, and I think, you know, Probably if I had a top tip, it would be to try and carve out a little bit of time at the weekend um, if you work during the week um, to just do a little bit of preparation to make life easier for the rest of the week. And for me, that's like I mentioned, prepping my vegetables. And I also roast a tray of vegetables as well that I can kind of whip into meals really quickly because they're cooked and ready. So that means that some days, you know, you can have dinner on the table in 10 minutes by just popping some pasta or another whole grain and then adding your veg in. And also, if you're thinking about your nutrition for the week, just try to maybe take a little bit of time out of the weekend um, to sit down and just plan for the week going forward. So, you know, if, if you do an online shop, for example, just making sure that you're kind of adding a variety of vegetables, adding the kind of proteins that you might want to use during the week, accommodating different factors within the family, adding vegetarian sources, trying to increase as much variety as you can so that you've, you've got it there. Thinking about using seasonal produce, often it's cheaper to use. Um, but also it just increases the variety and you might, you know, exp you might start introducing new vegetables into your diet that you might not have thought about. Um, and um, yeah, just kind of adding that preparation means that when it comes to the weekly cooking, you've got all that ready in hand in the fridge. So you take a more holistic view of nutrition and what you're eating effectively. Absolutely. And if you think about it weekly as opposed to daily, then, you know, it's just easier to incorporate that variety without having to think so much about how what you're going to cook every single day and, you know, view nutrition on as a week as opposed to just daily. So you can have blips and days where you might not be as nutritious meals. Gosh, that, that's a great tip. That Well, that's been fantastic. Thank you so much for all your tips and advice. And I look forward to being a more efficient meal planner going forward. Cassie and Chintal have certainly nailed meal planning. Here are three genius ideas I'll be borrowing from them. One, 
Keep it relaxed. Meal planning needn't be approached with military precision. It's all about making life easier after all. Thank goodness. Make a list of meals you'd like to try and keep one or two days free. Some nights you might fancy a takeaway or a cheese toasty, so don't force yourself to stick to a rigid plan. 2. Make some multi-meal based sauces like a simple ragu or a flavor packed tomato curry sauce and keep it in the freezer. They're so handy for making pasta sauces, stews, curries, chilies or pies. And 3. Wash and prep veg in batches then store them in the fridge. It's quite a soothing thing to do on a free afternoon or a weekend. And for me, I'm going to be getting my kids involved in this. Then we don't have to start everything from scratch every evening. Thank you so much for listening, and see you next time. Download the BBC Good Food app today and get inspired in your kitchen. Try a three-month free trial and discover more than fifteen thousand recipes to help you cook your best every day.